0: The Nova Guestless Podcast with Kieran McGuinness. The very best in indie, alternative, and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova. So that is Little Green Cars on Radio Nova and uh, as a young act played on a thing called Balcony TV and we're very, very lucky because we have Mark Graham from the Irish Music Industry Podcast which I hope you know about and I hope you're listening to because it's absolutely excellent and he has released a three-part series, I suppose The Untold Story of Balcony TV and it is an absolutely excellent listen. Mark, how are you doing? Not too bad,
1: Kieran, how are you? Thanks
0: for having me. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about what is Balcony TV for people who don't know?
1: Yeah, I can, and I think I'd kind of include myself in that, that Balcony TV was something that kind of passed me by when I was at its peak. And what it was, and what still kind of is, is a music platform. So uh, the idea was that people would go and play on a balcony, originally on Dave Street in Dublin, and be filmed, and then that video of them playing their song on the balcony, all original songs, you know, so it would be a song written and performed by the artist who was on the balcony, and that would be uploaded to the Balcony TV YouTube channel, and then people who followed that YouTube channel would, would watch it, they had a pretty big audience. And over its existence, and it started in 2006, and over that period since it started, it spread to 100 cities around the world. So there was a balcony in Dublin, there was a balcony in Tokyo, balcony in Austin, Texas, Nashville, one in Delhi, Mumbai. And it was started by three friends from Dublin. And then this thing kind of got spread around and they syndicated it to 100 cities around the world. And you had bands, you know, pretty much singer-songwriters, but Ed Sheeran kind of got a start on it. So there was a very young Ed Sheeran on Balcony TV in London. Mumford & Sons were on Balcony TV in Dublin when they were starting their career. The script was on it. Jesse J. So it got a lot of viewers and a lot of traction. And for me what I thought was interesting about this story, what I wanted to cover it was it was kind of like what most people who get into music dream of. That idea that you have a group of friends who start something for fun, something creative, and it becomes so successful that it spreads around the world and then a major record company comes in and buys the thing. And for most people starting off, that's kind of the dream. And for me, when you hear about that dream, I suppose as you get a bit older and you a lot of people achieving that, you wonder is that what actually works out in the end? You know? mm-hmm. Do they all live happily ever after. And in many cases, when people achieve that dream, they don't live happily ever after. And that's what I wanted to find out about.
0: Yeah, but it's it's kind of... I, I, I couldn't believe it. So, like, this is basically a show that was started on a balcony in Dublin and ended up syndicated to 100 cities around the world and there was hundreds of millions of views and then it's bought in this apparently massive deal and... Yes. You go into the intrigue of the whole thing on the podcast and we won't, you know, it's it's a great list and go and check it out. But it sounds like there is an enormous amount of, you know, unanswered questions and an enormous amount of intrigue into what the hell, what happened, the money, what happened. Because now, which is the big thing, is the whole thing has been delisted from the internet. Every, almost every uh, video, there's a couple floating around, but... Almost everything's been deleted from the internet. I mean, we're talking about a rise and fall. It doesn't get much of a <laughs> of a rise and fall than that.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's, and there's so many avenues, and like I suppose, boreas you can go down with this story. And one of them is obviously the amount of money because before it was sold, it managed to raise 1.2 million dollars in funding. So uh, investors in the U.S invested money in it because they saw this as something that would make money. So the people who invested in Huffington Post, who invested in stuff like Match.com, these internet businesses, they saw potential in balcony TV. And they invested, like they paid over millions of dollars to get it somewhere where they thought it could be sold for a profit. And it was sold. But it's not disclosed how much it was sold for. So that was one of the things that was interesting. The other thing, that I think is interesting in terms of you know what what happens in the entertainment industry is like we know what Spotify is and we know what Spotify means to artists and you hear people giving out about Spotify from the the standpoint of how much money artists make, but here Balcony TV was a platform. This thing was built by first of all the producers in a hundred cities around the world who were working on it for free, but then also by the musicians and the acts who performed on it for free. They had all these people working on this thing voluntarily, but this thing turned out to be worth a lot of money. Who made the money? Because it definitely wasn't the artists and the producers who made it, but somebody did make some money from it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as you said, Ed Sheeran, Mumford & Sons, Kaiser Chiefs, Jesse J, the script, Paris Hilton, uh, Gavin James, people like that. It kind of ends up being an amazing document of those people near the start of their careers. And it sounds like a terrible shame that it disappeared. You released this uh, uh, two weeks ago now. Has there been any kind of um, response or uh, any kind of reaction to it that's kind of pricked up your ears?
1: Yeah, there was a couple of things. The The first thing that happened was we kind of did a, a launch for us as um, an art festival in Doolin. And one of the founders of the thing, Stephen O'Regan, joined me for that along with one of the producers from Cork, uh, Joanne Collins, and a poet called Stephen James Smith, who it was one of the first places he performed, you know. Mm. Uh, so the three of them joined me and I'm trying to find out is there a store is there something we can learn from it. But what struck me about talking to the three lads about it were first of all, um when Stephen spoke, there was some of the people in the audience didn't respond well to what he was saying mm. because they they, they saw some holes in it and I know somebody approached him afterwards and kind of took him on about some of the stuff that he was talking about in the podcast, in particular about how that 1.2 million was spent over eight months. You know, how, how would you spend that amount of money in eight months and what would you spend it on? And then buying the thing after that. But the other thing was that Joanne, who was one of the producers of Balcony TV Cork, like got very upset about the whole thing. You know, because she had never heard about the millions that were involved in the the raising of funds for it and didn't know about what happened in the sale. And to hear those figures being thrown around for somebody who volunteered on something for eight Mm. years and gave all their time for free, and then to hear that this is what was happening in the background. She she got like she got very obsessed by by the whole thing.
0: It's amazing. Um, it's almost like a, a microcosm of the music industry in, in a way. And absolutely. it's just yeah. I, I mean, I won't get into the I won't spoil the podcast for anyone to listen, but there is a mystery at the center of it you know there's going to be a lot of questions about some of the, the financing and where the money went and stuff and I don't know anything and I, w- I wouldn't even claim to know and I, um, I didn't really know a lot about it at the time I knew it existed of course but it, I just found it absolutely fascinating to talk about it and listen it's a, it's a fantastic listen it's called the Irish Music Industry Podcast uh, and Mark um, this is uh, something you've been doing for a little while just thought about yourself um, uh, and you've produced some uh, fantastic podcasts and I, I read somewhere that you're not sure if you're going to continue with the actual Irish music industry podcast.
1: Is that right? Yeah, these are the last three. This episode is the last three. For me, I think, you know, I feel the exact same way as what you're saying. I felt, I felt that this story was like a microcosm of what happens in the industry in general. And that wrapped up in this is a lot of the stuff that I've been talking about with people for the last four years, that it's all in, kind of in this story, you know? So, I, yeah, my time with that, I think, is done. But over four years, I've talked to so many people and I've learned so much. And where it's led me now is I'm starting a PhD in music industry ethics, and that's, that's what it's led me to. That time and time again, I ran up against questions where I started off say, you know, I wanted to show people this is how the industry works, and then by the end of four years, I was kind of going and saying, is is that how the industry works? It's just, you know, that that's where it brought me.
0: Yeah, it's um, a, a, what's the the line? It's a layer of scum and villainy, isn't it? Isn't that what they say?
1: Um, Something like that. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't have to be because there are so many really decent people and, you know, like Joanne Collins being one example of it, who give so much of themselves because they love the thing. But sometimes when you give, when you have people, and you probably see it all the time as well, you know, when you have people who are so enthusiastic, who love a thing and are willing to do anything for that thing, sometimes there are other people who will take advantage of that and I know I've certainly learned a lot from that in the last four years
0: Yeah it is, it's a brilliant listen, it's called The Untold Story of Balcony TV and it's by Mark Graham and the Irish Music Industry Podcast, thanks so much for chatting to us Mark.
1: Thanks Kieran. my pleasure
0: Yeah yeah and best of luck and whatever comes your way next, And dying to hear more about this ethics thing that I must get more into um, Let's play out with one of the acts who were featured uh, very heavily on Balcony TV This is the Hot Sprockets, this is Radio Nova the Nova Guest List Podcast with Kieran McGuinness. The very best in indie, alternative and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova.